the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in Rob Black and your money. Lots to talk about. You got Tesla in the news. You have Apple. Will they or won't they hit that trillion dollar mark? You have a stock market that is on edge for a couple of reasons. The economy is good. Can your interest rate hits 3%? Play in with that. A lot of people think once it holds 3%, it starts marching towards 4%. That's just a technical claim that, I don't know. I'm more about just the facts, ma'am. I kind of wait for it to happen. Jobless claims in the news today. They rose more than expected in a very tight labor market. Elon Musk says he thinks the company will be profitable in the second half of the year. Wow. That's a big bet. Now, again, we'll see. You also heard Elon Musk go out and apologize. So Tesla came out with earnings after the market. And Elon Musk apologized to Wall Street analysts over his behavior on previous conference calls. At times, he's told some analysts, you know, okay, if that's what you think, go, you know, go, you know, leave me alone. I don't, know, I don't want it to curse. Tesla took its first questions from two analysts Musk had dismissed three months earlier as calling them boring, boneheaded questions or boring, boneheaded insults. And uh, kind of, he was just erratic. That's never a good thing when you're managing a billion dollar plus company to be erratic. It's something that any company does not want from their leadership. So Musk showed some contrition. Tesla shares rose on the news that um, it was a good apology. And also the results, you're, you know, I think they're incredibly engineered. Uh, when you're building cars in tents, that's never exactly how you ideally want it. And the cost of moving them to real buildings sooner than later uh, will become a factor. But they lost money, of course. And again, there was some cost in there that will be one time. And there was some costs that won't be one time. So Tesla said it's aiming to produce 6,000 Model 3 vehicles per week, which it hopes to achieve by the end of August. Piper Jaffray reiterated it's overweight on shares of Tesla. I own no shares of Tesla. I got no skin in this game. Um, some people have a price target as high as about 389 So they raised their price target after the quarter. They came away okay with it, positive cash flow guidance. And the company says they have no timetable to raise uh, capital. So they're not going to issue more shares. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to say it is what it is because that's pretty. Uh, that's a weak crutch, right? Shifting gears, though, Trump is threatening China with bigger tariffs, huge tariffs. And it's got the markets on the edge around the world. Living on the edge. The U.S. administration announced that President Donald Trump yesterday uh, it's spoken with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Litzkeiser, asked him to consider increasing the proposed tariffs, levies, the proposed levies 
on $200 billion of Chinese good, up to 25% from 10%. Are you kidding me? Wow. You've this is a big game. you be kidding me. Poker. This is poker, 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 poker. Uh, Chinese Ministry of Commerce responded. And they said China is fully prepared and will have to retaliate to defend the nation's dignity and the interests of the people, defend free trade and the multilateral system. Also, defending the common interest of all countries. Um, yeah. It's not a secret that the U.S. is the world's consumer. It's not. And on some levels, that's a good thing and a bad thing. We have the wealth here to do it, to create jobs overseas. We kind of want them to create the wealth over there so that they're consuming our goods at an equal pace. You look at a globe, and the United States is a big country compared to some other countries, but China and the United States, geographically speaking, similar economically, not so similar. Earning season continues to roll on. Rolling, rolling, rolling. So we got DuPont, Dow DuPont. Sometimes these companies merge and acquire and their names change ever so slightly. And I just want to call it DuPont. Nope. Dow DuPont and Aetna are amongst the companies that post quarterly earnings, both topped expectations. So A-OK there, right? The Fed Open Market Committee kept interest rates unchanged, but indicated that it was upgrading its outlook on the U.S. economy to strong. The higher, the stronger the economy, the higher short-term interest rates go. So if you have a LIBOR or if you have a mortgage tied towards a, a, a adjustable rate, very soon you're going to be paying more as the rates go higher on the adjustable side. If you're looking for a new property, you're going to be like, wow, I wish, can I get that three and a quarter percent mortgage that Rob got for 30 years? No. You're going to get four and a half. And how much you could finance is, is, is big. So other stories of note today, Nike. They were rated overweight in new coverage at Morgan Stanley. Nike's in position to take more market share in a high-growth global activewear market. And that is successfully transitioning from a traditional business into a retail technology company. Um, I like shares Nike, and I can tell you why. When I was a little boy, my mom got me cheap shoes, and my friends had Nikes, and I was like, oh, killing me, mom, killing me. Seriously. No way, fool. I, I wanted the Nikes. And as a man now... I look at Adidas and Saucony and some of the uh, New Balance and uh, Adidas. (laughs) Some people are trying to change the way Americans say Adidas to Adidas. Will it stick? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Starbucks struck a partnership deal with China e-commerce giant Alibaba to deliver its coffee in Chinese cities. Okay. That's a... We don't know how material that is, but that's a a plus. Would you like some coffee? You build your portfolio around pluses and minuses. Elsewhere, Sonos is coming public. What's interesting about Sonos is people that bought them over 10 years ago still have them. This is a good thing and a bad thing. Because when you buy one, you typically buy like two. And then you go, well, I'm going to add two more to the bedroom and the living room. I'm going to add one to the kitchen. So over time, they're, they're, they're loading your house with these Sonos speakers. I have like seven of them. I love them. I think the technology is awesome. I think the patents are great. Um, there's a, a new feature now when you you load it up that you have to walk around with your phone. So it's it's bouncing sound to your microphone on your phone, and and the app is configuring the best sound configuration. I don't know if it works, but it's it looks cool. So they're coming public. And what's interesting about that is Google's got speakers, Apple's got speakers. There's no shortage of companies making speakers, but Sonos makes great speakers. 
And now they're going to have a treasure chest of money from the IPO that they can go into other markets and try to um, work some new magic. Plus, they tend to update their software for their speakers, their wireless speakers, add new capabilities typically three or four times a year. So we'll see. Now, what's, what's delicate about that is as Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify have done well at 12 bucks a month, you figure that out to about 140 bucks a year, right? Um, adding a $140 speaker that sounds awesome really makes that $140 music service worth a little bit more value, in my opinion. Awesome. So we'll see how they do. But you know, the fearful thing is, and I'm not going to go over a whole idea on rundown on, on Sonos's IPO, because IPOs can be sexy, and they lower their, their price of their IPO. What's kind of interesting to note is, at, at any point in time, Apple Music and Google Music could say, no, no. We we don't we don't want to work with your your speakers anymore. That's kind of scary. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, doing a little stock talk, a little economy, a little business. Don't be shy. Find me at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking stock. Apple had a great day on Wednesday. But we've started to see some weakness in tech. The big five, you know, the Amazons, the Apples, the Googles, the Facebooks, Netflix, it doesn't feel as if they're the dominant horses, or they have been the dominant horses. And if you take away a look at the market yesterday, Apple had a great day, but not so much for the rest of the market. And at some point in time, the market is going to look at the 10-year treasury. It's going to look at the tariff war. Will it happen or not? Will Trump back off or not? Is it poker? Will China cave? Is this an effective way of negotiating? I don't know. Don't have that crystal ball. But upping the tariff to 25% from 10% makes all of our goods that we consume from China more expensive. And you're seeing things like the heat wave in California turn lemons that are supposed to be nice and round and not round, but lemon shaped. They're turning into little buds. So California's going to have a big problem with their agriculture this year from the heat. And we're starting to see it already with our, our, our lemons. And you're seeing Mexico, you're seeing other countries say, you know what, we'll sell you lemons. It's a little price war going on there, trying to get market shares. Um, Long story short, there's a lot there that says, you know, nine-year bull market, higher interest rates, uh, trade war, you know, the tax cuts having an effect for about a year, and then they're built into expectations. And remember, the tax cuts that were made on the individual side don't last forever. That's worthy of note. Because at some point in time, that tax cut you're getting will likely be less of your paycheck. Right now, it's more than your paycheck. And we like to spend our paychecks, right? So that's some of the, the makings. That's some of the background on the market right now. Elsewhere, some of the big stories, Square, which they do the, that little dongle that goes in your phone. And you can do a credit card swipe. And they've got a couple other services out there. And they're helping smaller merchants. And they're trying to get into larger merchants. Uh, do transactions and take a cut of that transaction. Square reported adjustedly quarter profit of about 30, 13 cents a share. 
companies, mobile payments companies' revenue beat expectations. However, Square issued weaker guidance. That's like lesson number 72. So what have you done for me lately? Uh, it's not, because Wall Street works as a projector of the future. You're paying for the future, not for the past. Apple at a trillion dollars, they don't have a trillion dollars of profit lying around. You're buying it at a trillion dollars because you think that they're going to continue to grow. And you think that they're going to continue their earnings. And I'll tell you what, their buybacks set for this quarter look to be pretty hefty-duty high, $21 billion. And that'll have an effect on the financial engineering of their earnings will look stronger than they would be if the share count remained the same. But the share count does remain the same. They're buying back shares. Yum China came in three cents above expectations. The China-based restaurants operator's revenue was slightly off forecast. Same store sales fell a greater than expected 1%. So that ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. JP Morgan said it is amongst the financial firms being probed by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, for their handling of the ADR, American Depository Receipts, from 2011-2015. They say they're cooperating. I know you're saying, our government is investigating a large financial company for something that happened three to eight years ago. Uh-huh. Sorry. Barclays' profits nearly tripled for the second quarter. Coming above expectations, the British bank will pay a greater than expected dividend. Barclays is one of those companies from the financial ruin that has been really slow to climb out of it. Walmart was sued by Silicon Valley-based Zest Labs for $2 billion. Zest claims Walmart stole its technology designed to extend the shelf life of produce. Walmart said it respects the intellectual property rights of others and would respond to the complaint in court. Fitbit, also in the news, they reported a smaller-than-expected quarterly loss on stronger-than-expected sales of its new smartwatches. I can't make a case for Fitbit. There's just too many stocks in the world to tie myself to that one and say, you're my winner, winner, chicken dinner. Can't do it. I wish I could, but I can't. So the big story driving the markets right now today, this moment, is the White House confirming that President Donald Trump has asked his top trade official to consider raising proposed tariffs on the $200 billion of Chinese goods from 10% to 25%. Not quite all in in poker on a bad hand. Or do they have a good hand? We don't know yet. China said, you know, we got to protect our dignity. That's never good in a movie. When you see like a samurai guy, you ruin my family's dignity. And he either kills himself or kills a lot of people. I know you're saying, did you just sum up every samurai movie about dignity? Yes. Yes, I did. And I feel pretty good about it. So keep in mind that this is a big world of stocks and you don't have to own six of them. You could own indexes and ETFs. To that note, pretty shocking news. And it's changing the industries around the world. Um, Fidelity has dropped fund fees to zero, and that's a price war gambit. There's some investment advisory firms that charge, you know, one percent for their services, and zero uh, percent sounds better than one percent. And a lot of people feel really comfortable using indexes right now because the bull market of nine years has brought all most of these indexes higher. Uh, be cautious because we don't know in a bear market how the indexes are going to hold up because so many people are, are tied to ETFs and indexes. And in a down market, when one person heads for the door, keep an eye 
to make sure that it doesn't become four, becomes 16, becomes 32, becomes 64. And that's when a market can get routed just off momentum and not off fundamentals. So that's out there today, right? Um, other big stories of note. Let's say Brookstone has filed bankruptcy with plans to shut more than 100 stores and malls. Do you remember Brookstone? Some people do, some people don't. Uh, I remember it much more on the East Coast. A little bit tougher for me to find it living on the West Coast. But with Brookstone, they've got a lot of apparel brands. They started the process of shutting its remaining 101 mall stores. And shopping malls in particular, when you have to go to a store to buy something, have a glut of vacant stores. And, you know, what I'm hearing is a lot of malls will be turned into, that's right, condos and townhouses um, that have some shopping tied towards them, but not a dedicated mall. Decision to close the mall stores was difficult for Brookstone, but ultimately provides an opportunity to maintain their well-respected brand and award-winning products. Um, so that's out there. There's other companies who've left malls and who are struggling, like the Limited, Wet Seal, Rue 21, Bonton. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I have a seminar coming up, and you can learn more about it by going to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free if you are a radio listener. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. What a sticky slope business can be these days. China looked like the most amazing land of opportunity for American companies tech companies like Amazon? No, not so much. Like Apple and Google and others. And then they got into the situation of working with a government that wants to censor its people. And is that okay or not? Google had a maxim tied towards their their principles early on was do no evil. If you read books about Google's founders, there was plenty of evil being done. Not, Not so much evil, but there was a lot of sex power and drugs and stuff like that back in the day when they were first starting out. So it's kind of uh, a little, little cynical here I am being, but Google's discussions to get in to China with a team down search engine. It's been nearly a decade since the company scaled back operations in the country because cyber attacks on Google's computer systems made Google really think twice and, and wisely so about working with China's online censorship laws. And at the time, it was probably safer than sorry if you want to protect shareholders to pull out. It's not really clear yet if Google and China's government will ever reach an agreement to reopen the company's web search in the company's, in the country's largest internet market in China. But if parent company Alphabet returns to China, it is courting political trouble in the United States as well as trouble within their employees. A lot of Google employees, we're going to call them Googlers. Great Googler, Moogler. <laughs> Great Googler, Moogler. A lot of Googlers work for the company because they offer free food, because the perks are there. Great Googler, Moogler. Stock options are there. They don't want to do evil in the world. 
they want to make the world a better place. They want to do some moonshot ideas that, that change information and change the days. So China, or a return to China, gosh, we're talking a lot about China today, aren't we? Would potentially have some downside for Apple, for Alphabet's Google. Some other U.S. tech companies do business in China, and they comply with a ton of government rules on censorship and information sharing with government officials. Google is adverti- has advertising and other operations in the country. But a lot of Googler employees, Googlers, a lot of the Googlers are upset right now. And a couple weeks we learned, a couple weeks ago we learned that you know some of the drones and the, some of the information systems that the U.S. government uses to attack targets, military targets. A lot of it's being used up with some Google technology. And same goes for Salesforce, where a lot of their operations, not a lot, just a portion of their operations, um, go to support Homeland Security and things like immigration issues that the employees don't feel comfortable with, especially since if you go around Google headquarters, it doesn't take long to figure out that a lot of people there were born in different countries. Um, so it's interesting to watch this time, in my opinion. It's an interesting time to be an investor because I think we're still in that period of shift. And when it shifts, it's going to take a little bit more time and it won't be as obvious. But I think the big story so far of 2018 is 10-year Treasury marching back to that 3% level. And the U.S. economy doing well enough that the Fed says, you know, we're going to continue to raise interest rates. Now, the nice thing about that is when the economy starts doing poorly, the Fed could say the economy is doing poorly, and we may lower interest rates and tease us with some stimulus. I'm in for that. Again, that 10-year Treasury is heavily tied towards, in my opinion, borrowing, whether it be your credit cards or your mortgages or your corporate bonds to go out and build buildings. So housing is kind of one of those, you you throw the 10-year treasury bond rock in the pond and there's going to be a ripple effect. Housing is part of that ripple. Housing demand fell 9.6% in June compared with June 2017. That's a pretty big drop, right? Number of people requesting home tours fell 6.1% annually in June. If people aren't touring homes, they're not going home and going, honey, I think we should buy that house in Lafayette. I think we should do it now. I think we should buy that house in Spokane, Washington. I think we should do it now. I can see our kids growing up there. And I know you're saying, that's a generic voice, right? That's neither male or female. That's right. That's my generic androgynous voice. The long list of housing headwinds is there. And I've bought, I own homes. And am I selling at the top? I I, No. Housing demand falling 9.6% in June is a flag, though, that... We're moving out of the summer months, and it's conventional wisdom. It's not always true, but home shopping kind of declines. Honey, you want to go shop for a home? No, let's just have a nice Thanksgiving and Christmas in January and February. Honey, you want to go shop for a home? No, it's too cold outside, and I don't want to get all muddy. So red-hot home prices, rising mortgage interest rates, very few listings, at the entry level, high rate of student loan debt, all weighing on potential buyers. And yet we have a strong economy and growing employment. So that's mitigated some of the negatives, positives and negatives, right? It's a war. It's a civil war. Number of people requesting home tours falling 6.1%. Tells you there's going to be less foot traffic. 
And how does this bleed into our economy? I know a lot of real estate agents. Some of them are okay smart. Some of them fell into it late in life because they didn't know what else to do after their babies went off to school. And you can talk the good talk, but there'll be a shakeout of, of, of mortgage brokers and of, of home shoppers and of realtors. They kind of all go hand in hand. Number of people requesting home tours falling tells you like uh, it'll be more competitive for that you know that that tour, and buyers will have to sellers will have to discount some things or throw in some perks. Potentially, if a realtor wants to work with you, maybe they have to slash their fees. Now, again, this is just one data point. This is not a a trend in any way, shape, or form, but it's alarming. The supply of homes for sale increased very slightly nationally in June. Total number of homes for sale was 3.8% lower than a year ago, and there was 1.6% fewer new listings. Supply declined overall. As much needed large inventory increases finally arrive in some of the hottest markets. Uh, the opportunity is to let you be choosy. Bad numbers were reported last week out of Southern California where home sales plummeted. So all markets are going to be different. Chicago and Atlanta both saw demand gains. Whereas Southern California, not so much. Home prices in Seattle were up more than 13% in May, year over year. While prices in Atlanta up 5% and in Chicago up 3%. And Seattle, you know, has got that big Amazon in their backyard and Microsoft in their backyard. And it's kind of, I'm not going to say a poor man San Francisco, but it kind of extends that tech corridor into other cities uh, by being there. Buyers in Seattle are even keeping offer contingencies like the inspection intact, something that has been increasingly rare in recent years. I once looked for a house that you couldn't put the contingency in because it was such a hot market that you wanted an inspection. But when you looked at it, the foundation was cracked. So one big earthquake and that house could come tumbling down. When the house comes tumbling, tumbling down little Johnny Cougar. Not very good Johnny Cougar, but Johnny Cougar. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Spotify has removed some Alex Jones podcasts. I only bring that up in large part because, again, we're living in this hashtag me too and men behaving badly and fake news kind of world right now. And sometimes there's a shoot first, ask questions later. Alex Jones is pretty controversial. He'll say things like the Newton school massacre didn't happen where the lives of kindergartners and first graders and teachers were lost. And to say that it didn't happen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to open this political can of worms right now, but let's just say it's controversial. So that's out there today. Um, as a business, you have to like navigate these waters carefully. CBS has a, an executive who's considered one of the best media executives, if not the best media executive, Leslie Moonves. And you know, that whole company is frozen at this point in time on what's going to happen that six women have accused him of being improper. So Chris Hardwick gets suspended. James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy director gets fired. Leslie Moonves, because he's the CEO, he's dominant player at CBS, he is this titan of an executive. 
they're going to investigate with an external team. This is tough to, to peg the game, huh? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I think it's up to you to really develop a source of news and information, financially speaking, that you feel comfortable with. I like Barron's. I like the Wall Street Journal. I like the Financial Times. I like the New York Times. I also like reading the company's annual reports, the company's S filings, the quarterly filings, the annual filings. I will order an annual report from a company to read it. It's got a ton of information, including a letter from the CEO. I think that's information that's useful. It's not necessarily always correct. But if you own companies, I think you should follow them. Otherwise, own indexes. If you have a daytime job, I think you should follow very few stocks. And just be honest with yourself. Do not take advice from reality TV stars. Flipper flop star Tariq El Moussa has revealed three things you should do when buying a home. Now, keep in mind, flipper flop is incredibly staged. Incredibly staged. The problems are written before the show is shot. So let's say, for instance, they're going to do a, a fixer-upper in San Diego, and they're going to flip it. What they'll do is they'll find a house that's got power cables above it. And like, oh, wait, that's the dramatic, oh, we can't build here? We can't go down? And it'll come up in the episode, and of course there's a solution. So I would be cautious. Tariq knows nothing would be my bumper sticker if I were in the bumper sticker making mode. Now, some of his advice is going to be get pre-approved. Stay on budget uh, when trying to improve the house. Have a poker, poker, poker face. Pop, 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 poker face. Um, so if the listing agent is there showing around the house, he's saying, don't go, I just got to have it. Because he's accusing real estate agents of being really good at reading emotions. Now, is that good advice or not? I don't know. I used to grow up in a world where having a poker face was a smart thing, and now I just want to be me. And if you don't like me, that's fine. Um, I don't have to spend Christmas with you, you know? I'm good with that. So be careful on who you get advice from. And again, I don't think you need 100 sources. And I definitely don't think you need the guy at the office telling you, hey, I just heard Rob Black say, I think that'll get you in trouble. I think that'll get you in big trouble. So there's different companies out there other than Apple and Amazon and Netflix and um, what's have you. But they're widely held. What's interesting about this is I own a lot of these big names. And my wealth has gone up incredibly over the last few years by not selling the Microsofts and the Amazons and the Apples. Um, when there's a dip, you buy more, maybe, until you don't, right? Tell me when you don't buy more. I used to work for a, a client named, uh, I'm just going to give you his initials, GJ. And he was a guy who was always looking for the next big sexy thing. Like, you don't need the next big sexy thing. Because there should be some strikeouts along the way. There was a company called General Magic at one point in time that was going to change the whole world of technology. No, it didn't happen. So the amount of money that companies like Apple and Amazon and Netflix, let's drop Netflix and throw in Google or Alphabet. 
the amount of money that they put into R&D and the amount of money that they put into campuses and employees, they could be profitable for a long time in a bad time by cutting employees, by downsizing, by cutting their R&D budget. But there are some other tech companies out there like Micron. They make DRAM flash. They've got a PE of about 5.2. Um, so when things get tough on your FANG stocks or you feel like I've got too much, sometimes it's, it's start taking a look at something else. The price-to-earnings ratio, Western Digital. Now, people have been predicting the death of Western Digital for hundreds, not hundreds of years. I'm being, exa- I'm exaggerating. Rob, if I've told you once, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. What is the matter with you? But Western, they've been predicting that hard disk drives are going to crash. Not crash, that's a bad word. They've been predicting that hard disk drives are going to be replaced completely down the road. Despite the company growing their earnings over 200% over the past two years, people still aren't willing to reward the stock. Because down the road, we're not going to have hard drives. Seagate Technology, kind of the same exact position. The price to its earnings are, are scant compared to the market. Applied materials. You want you know you want a new semiconductor. You want a new uh, uh, processor. You want a new DRAM, Nando RAM. You want new circuit boards. Who makes the equipment that that they allows those items to be created? Certainly, it just doesn't happen. Mother Nature knows that there has to be something that makes that that product for you. And, and the guys who make the product for a lot of the world, well, there's things like Taiwan Semi, which are big factories that you don't even have to make your own semiconductor. You can send the design out to another company and they'll cook it for you in an applied materials oven. Great companies. Investors, though, fear a decline in the coming years as manufacturers slow down orders. So that's out there. So there's always options. And my job isn't to say buy this or buy that. My job is to say there's options. My job is to say, let, let's let's think about this before we, we say, I don't know what to do. I'm frozen. Um, the showdown heading in the market is pretty dramatic, it feels, between the United States and China, between the United States and Canada, between the United States and Mexico, between the United States and Europe. There's a lot of drama. Save that drama for Lorenzo Lamas or your mama. Don't put it in your portfolio, please. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing more, doing a little stock talk. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get into any seminar for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.